Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad to have you tuning in today. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or on the Bethesda Church app. Now, let's get ready for today's message. church come on you can do better than that come take about 10 seconds and let's give God a real praise in the house come on yeah scripture says let the redeemed of the Lord say so do we have any redeemed people in the house today amen man you guys sound good you're looking good you may be seated in the presence of God first thing I want to say is thank you so much for being here if this is your first time at Bethesda Church. Thank you so much for being with us. If this is your first time watching online, thank you so much for tuning in today. Bethesda, will you let all of our guests know that you appreciate them tuning in or being here in person? Amen, we give it up to you. Thank you so much for being here today. A um, Couple of quick announcements before we pray. Um, the first being we have next steps taking place today in the during the 11 o'clock worship experience. Uh, and Next Steps is the on-ramp to everything Bethesda Church. If you want to know more about our church, our vision, but also uh, take the time to discover the gifts and talents God has given you, that's what Next Steps is about. Um, once you go through Next Steps, we're able to then place you uh, on one of the ministry teams as a dream team member here at Bethesda Church and you get to make a difference week in and week out with the gifts that God has given you. Uh, so take advantage of that. If you've not been through Next Steps, Go ahead and check that out during the 11 o'clock service. If you are new to Bethesda Church and you would like um, information about um, what, who we are and, and maybe even have some questions for us, you can do that uh, by texting the word GUEST to 304-396-0488. We would love to find out who you are and take a minute to connect with you and just help you take your next step on your journey and in your faith with God. Um, this is normally the place in the service where our ushers prepare to serve us and we give, but as you guys know, due to COVID, uh, we're not passing buckets or anything like that. We do have buckets at the back of the auditorium that on your way out, if you would like to give tithe and offering that way, you can do it on your way out or you can text to give. I think uh, you just text the number or, or text the amount that you want to give to this number. It's 304-205-1866. And obviously we have our website. Uh, we have the Bethesda app. There are a lot of different ways that you can give and sow into this ministry. Um, and how many, let me ask real quick, how many of you are thankful for Bethesda Church and all that God is doing in and through us, even in the middle of a pandemic? Amen. We, we need to celebrate that God has given us all these tools to be able to minister to people. And we, we just celebrate your generosity and uh, the way that you give, even during a pandemic. A lot of churches are closing their doors. Um, they're, they're not able to financially keep uh, the ministry going. And guys, we, we haven't missed a beat in 2020. Come on, church. That's, that's God. That is, that is God and your generosity. So we celebrate that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence, God. We thank you for moving in our midst today in a powerful way. We thank you for what you're going to do. And God, as we sow, as we give into your, your work today, God, we ask that you would bless it. We ask that you would multiply it. 
And God, we pray specifically, God, over this service right now for those that are here in person and God, those even watching online. God, we just ask that they would have a moment, an encounter with you that would forever change their life. And God, we give you thanks and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey there, everyone. My name's Brady. Welcome home, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. Before our service gets started, we'd like to take a few minutes and tell you about some things coming up for you and your family around Bethesda. So check this out. We are so excited to invite you to our upcoming Next Steps class. If you are new to Bethesda and want to get connected, Next Steps is the place to be. Next Steps is October 25th during our 11 a.m. worship experience. Simply follow the signage to our new location in our Dream Team room. This is a one-time class that will give you everything you want to know about Bethesda Church and prepare you to serve on our Dream Team. Here at Bethesda, we believe circles are better than rows, and this is why we're so excited about this semester's Connect groups. Throughout the week, groups of men, women, married couples, and students gather in homes, coffee shops, and restaurants to talk about life, learn more about God, and just have fun together. These are people at all different places in their walk with God, so no matter where you're at in your life, there's a group that's just right for you. Don't do life alone. Get connected today. Every week, people just like you give their time to serve in our lobbies, kids' classes, parking lot, production teams, pretty much everywhere. Our dream team is the heart of our church, and every year around this time, we have the privilege to give back and honor our dream team with our annual Thanks for Giving event. Thanks for Giving is a night filled with laughter, amazing food, prizes, and so much more to honor and thank our incredible dream teamers who give and serve throughout the year at our church. This year's Thanks for Giving event will be located here at Bethesda, Friday, November 20th. Registration will be open soon. Hey, thanks so much for being here with us this morning. We believe you're here for a reason. God has something he wants to say specifically to you wherever you're at in your walk of faith. So let us know if we can help you in any way while you're here with us today. And be sure to connect with us at our guest services table with one of our staff members or visit us at BethesdaChurch.tv and on social media to stay up to date with everything happening here at Bethesda. Today we are truly honored to host a very special guest that is with us here in the 9 o'clock service. We'll be here in the 11 o'clock as well. And uh, he's also offering uh, a seminar tonight at 6 p.m. And I want to say a few things about him. I had to write it down because um, his bio, wow. Um, He is known as America's health coach. His number one daily syndicated three-hour health talk radio show often lines up with Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, and many times next to his friend Dave Ramsey. He's an award-winning producer of the reality-based docuseries on the Discovery Channel in telling the epidemic of diabetes, cancer, mental health, and the psychology of overcoming chronic disease, and a brand new show coming to TBN. He is regular seen on shows such as Good Morning America, The Today Show, Fox News, and the 700 Club as a medical expert bringing hope. Being in ministry for 25 years, he has seen millions come to know Jesus and has preached the gospel around the globe. Along with training the doctors and providers at his performance clinics, he now dedicates his life to helping others live their potential by making the successful choices needed to create the quality of life that we are designed for. His mission is to help you reach your potential and become the best version of you. 
I am truly, truly honored today to have this guest with us. Bethesda Church, would you do me a favor? Let's do what we do for our guests. Let's stand to our feet. Let's make a little noise for Dr. Asa Andrew. Amen. Am I hot? Are we good? It might help if I turn it on. Let's see. Am I on? No, not. Tell you what, is it on? Let's go with that. Awesome. How about that? Let's see, I'll set this. That's my favorite new little mic we got. I use it on the radio show, and I use it when I speak. God's taking me back to my old days today. That's what I've been using for 25 years. I am so excited to be here. Like, I can't even tell you. I love being in God's house. Amen? Like, I was with a, I was with a ministry. I don't know if you, if you remember back in the day a little bit called John Jacobs and the Power Team. You remember that? I've got a little bit of hair there. I had a lot of hair then. <laughs> Long, blonde hair. And we used to do this feats of strength, right? Rip phone books. Came to West Virginia all the time. And it was great. And I can tell you that with, that bio, by the way, is like over the top. Like, I don't know who, writing that. It's just like, hey, bring, that's okay. It's all good. For those of you at home, if you're watching, this is what the devil does when he doesn't want a message to come across. So I love being in God's house. It's one of my, it's, it, it is absolutely my favorite thing to do. People ask me, what do you do for a living? I'm said, I'm a preacher who happens to be a doctor. And that's the truth. Because I studied, I got three doctorates. I studied like crazy and I don't like school. I mean, I was the C student that worked really hard to try to get an A. But this, on this platform, at 23 years old, I didn't study for that. That's called a gift that he gives us. And guess what? Each one of you has a gift on the inside. Amen? So scrapping that bio for a minute, let me just tell you who I am. Hi, my name's Asa. I am Psalm 40. I'm a mess up who couldn't measure up, but God lifted me up. The Bible says he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit of sin, out of the muck and the mud and the mire. And he set my feet, my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth and a new praise to my God. That's who I am. I will never forget it. I don't care what letters come after my name. I don't care what happens, what shows. None of that matters. That is who I am. And guess what? If God can do these kind of things for me in my life, I promise you, he can do them for you. Amen? So today's gonna be a good day. Somebody shout and say it's a great day. There's three things I want you to say. That's another weird thing. I'm trying the whole tech thing. Instead of having my Bible with pages going everywhere, right? So, oh, let me say this real quick. 
I am doing the seminar tonight, and it's, it's the Healthy University. Healthy University is the platform that we use, like Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace. It's the same thing. So we've got a nine-course lesson that churches are using to follow as a small group, and it teaches you how to live a healthy lifestyle. Literally, it takes all the stuff. How many of you know if you go to the Internet and look at health, it's, like, overwhelming, Right? So what I've done is I've taken all of that stuff, the stuff that seems so hard to understand, I've condensed it down in practical steps that you can do when you walk out of here at home with your cabinets and your kitchen and everything at home to get your health where you need to. How many of you like that, right? And be able to teach your family and your friends and everything. So Healthy University, that's what that is. And so tonight I'm doing a seminar at 6 p.m., This morning, we're going to talk about something that is really what I say the number one secret to living a healthy life is what I'm going to talk about. But tonight, I'm going to go into the seven steps that you have to follow, everybody. And I'm going into the deep dive. This is where you bring your notebook, you write down the notes. Okay, this is where you put it all down. And I'm going to help you understand the top keys that you can bring your family and your friends. Now, on that note, how many of you know somebody that will not come to church? Now, pastor was telling me that there's people that drive over an hour to get here. I think that's amazing, okay? And when I pulled into this place, I was like, this is a special place. Wouldn't you agree? So here's what I'm challenging to do. I want you to go home today after this message, and I want you to call five people that you know. Listen, you don't need to go to medical school to be a doctor. I mean, you do in this country, but whatever. You don't have to go to medical school to be able to help somebody with their health, right? So I want to challenge you to go call. How many of you know somebody that has cancer, dealt with it, dealing with it? How about diabetes? Raise your hand. Yeah? How about somebody's overweight and you know that it's really hurting their health? Raise your hand. How about arthritis? How about depression? You with me? The list goes on and on. If you know somebody that's struggling with anything, taking a medication for anything, I want you to call them if you know they would never go to church and invite them. And you just say, come, come with me. This, 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 this doctor's gonna be there talking about health and I'm giving it, everything I talk about tonight is gonna be the natural way to take on any health challenge, okay? So we're gonna hit on that tonight. It's gonna be powerful. So I wanna invite your friends or family. This is a great tool to be able to bring people to church that normally would never come in these doors, Okay? So I want to encourage you to do that. All right, everybody stand. Now, I always like to stand when we read God's word. But, you know, here's the thing. I'm a health guy. So what you don't know is we're going to stand for the whole service. Because I don't know if you know this, but for every, every six hour, every hour that you sit, you take six years off your life. You're like, man, I'm, I'm standing from here on out like... Like, let's do some standing up in here. I'm kidding. We're not going to stand the whole service. Come on. All right, let's pull out our Bible. We don't have those anymore, do we? So pull out your phone. And you can either text somebody right now or you can actually open up the Scripture. Whichever one you want to do. Nobody's going to really know. You know, text her back. Emoji. You know, smiley face. Heart. What are you getting for lunch? I don't know. Breakfast. All right, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. It's one of my favorite scriptures, and it's so interesting that I'm at a church of what we're going to be talking about today. Like, it just hit me. I'm like, this is the word for today, okay? This is the number one secret, the number one. 
When I get asked questions, radio, TV, interviews, whatever, I get asked this question. What is the number one thing, Dr. Ray said, that you see in people's lives, health-wise, that's the number one disease that you see that people struggle with the most? That's what we're talking about this morning. John chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five colored colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One man who had been lying there invalid or sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him the question. He said, sir, do you want to get well? I can't, sir. Every time I try to get into the pool, someone always gets in ahead of me. Jesus said to the man, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He picked up his mat and he began to walk. Father, I thank you for everybody here today. I thank you for every person in this place, for those watching wherever they are, whoever and whenever they'll hear this message. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you'd remove me from this platform, that your word would come forth, that you would use me as a mouthpiece. And God, that your word would touch every heart in here and every, everywhere online that this message goes today. Let your word change our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> Wait, no, get back up. We're going to do squats, okay? No, that's tonight. No, I'm kidding. Don't tell your friends that. They definitely won't come. Third John 2 says, I pray you may enjoy good health, even as your soul is getting along well. And what's he saying there? He's saying that I know your soul's getting along well if you know Christ, but what about your body? You see, our health is a gift from God. What we do with our health is our gift back to him. You with me? I've got a vision that I see for people across this country and really the world. Less cancer, less heart disease, less diabetes, less depression, less fear over a pandemic. I also see something that really bothers me is that when you see the statistics of people in the church worse than people outside the church, then we've got an issue. Because Matthew 5.14 tells us this, that we are a light, not to be on a stand with a bowl covered over it, but the bowl is to be removed so our light can shine above all men and women and everyone. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. We are a people set apart by God. You're set apart. You're set apart. You're set apart. You are set apart. You know what that means? It means that you do not have the same thumbprint as me or anyone else. It means that you you don't have the same hair if I had some. You don't have the same hair follicle as anyone else. And the retina of your eye that gives you the ability to see and all that you see 
right? The eyes are the window of the soul. No one has the same retina composition as you. We're all individual. Webster's Dictionary defines health as the absence of disease. So what does that mean? Well, the God that created us, are we just waiting around not to get sick? Or are we literally pursuing health with everything we have? Knowing that our health is a gift from God and what we do with our health is our gift of giving back. The number one issue, the number one secret, the number one disease, the number one thing people struggle with the most is not cancer, it's not diabetes, it's not exercise, well, a little. But it's not what you think. It's not the diseases we hear so often about. It's not that. Here's what it is. We lack the desire, the real desire to reach our potential. And here's what I mean. You see, I don't know about you, but for me, I have a real hard time with people that don't understand the grace of God. How many of you in here need or feel like you need or needed a second chance? Raise your hand. How many of you need a fourth chance? Raise your hand. How many of you need a fifth chance? Sixth? You want me to keep going? I need all those. But see, God is amazing because the body regenerates every single day. Watch this. Each day, old cells die off and new cells form. That means we get a brand new body about every year. Some organs take about seven years. How many of you know that's good news? How many of you know the donuts that you had yesterday? You can get rid of those and get a new body tomorrow. Come by say amen, somebody. My goodness. That means the fried chicken you had last week doesn't have to be the body you have a year from now. Somebody want to give him praise, don't you? I know you do because you're thinking about it. But that's amazing. So God's the God of the second chance. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us that there's no sin or temptation that's come to us that will not be too much for us to bear, that God will always provide a way out. This man at the pool is a classic example of people that I see every single day. It is a classic example of why our statistics are what they are in America. It's why we're 60% overweight. It's why we're 35 to 40% obese. It's why heart disease is the leading killer in America. It's why cancer is the second leading killer in America. This is why. This story of this man is the reason why. So let's go to the man. The man's at the pool. Now, I've been to the pool of Bethesda. I have traveled there. I've been there. I've seen it. And this pool is, is beautiful, but you would normally see. And it's a huge pool. And it's got these columns that come out of it, Right? Now, the Bible says that people would come from all over, hours away, Bethesda. They would travel hours away, Bethesda, to get to a place where the waters are continually stirred up. That's what I felt when I came on this campus. Felt that. And the man's laying on the edge of the pool. Like, I I don't get it. I don't know if you guys can see this. I don't know if this will go off camera, but I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand This is what I don't get. Like, I have a hard time with it. So you're laying by the pool, and Jesus walks by. Not like it's some random bro, right? 
It's Jesus. And he walks by and he says, Sir, do you want to get well? Now, I'm kind of old school. And it's real, I'm real simple. Like it's not like I, am I showing anything back here? I think I should be all right. Film up here, here. I just realized I'm going to have to stand up that way. So, but here's what's interesting. So, so if I was laying by the pool, I'm old school, and the waters were stirred up, and I'd been sick for 38 years, sick for 38 years. No one is sick for 38 years unless they enjoy the label and the attention, and they're okay being in that place. Jesus walks by, and he says, sir, do you want to get well? Then, careful. Skinny pants. Whew, man, I missed the 80s with the baggy pants. Oh, I just dated myself, didn't I? I watched this. This is funny. I, there's a picture on the internet of me preaching in TBN uh, around the T.D. The, the Jakes era, and I had, my pants were so baggy, they were like out to here in the big suit. That's another story. That's just funny. I'll do it for Throwback Thursday on Instagram. I was a little nervous too, but now I'm going to. This guy was sick for 38 years. Jesus walks by and he says, I can't. What I don't understand is this. I don't understand how Jesus can walk by and not say, do you want your sins forgiven? That would be easy. He said, do you want to get well? Why did he ask him that question? Do you want it? When you're sick for 38 years, you don't want it. That's why he was such a gentleman. Jesus walked by, gave him another chance. How many of us need another chance? He said, do you want to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man replied. I can't. My grandmother had diabetes. I can't get well. Well, my, my dad had heart disease. I know I'm probably going to get it. I can't get well. We have bipolar in our family, and I've already taken lithium, and I can't get well. I was dealing with cancer and just had surgery, and they told me that I've only got six months to live. I can't get well. He's God. He, we live in a time where we're sitting here, all of us do, and we serve an I can God, and we keep saying I can't. It's a pandemic, COVID-19. Lock yourself up and wear a mask. I agree with that, some of it. I'm not here to talk about that. But I do agree to keep everybody safe, be respectful. I understand. I get all that, and I, I, I do all that myself. But it's the fear that I don't like. It's the fear that's the disease in this whole thing we're dealing with right now, the fear. God says, do you want to get well? Jesus says, do you want to get well? I can't. That is what we struggle with the most. When I talk to people with cancer and diabetes and heart disease and all this, the ones that get better are the ones that say they can. 
The ones that get better, I don't know if you have the story of Dodie Osteen, Joel Osteen's mom. She had massive condition. She prayed over it continually, literally just constantly prayed over this thing. And guess what? Doctor said she would never live. Guess what? She did. And it's not because she's Dodie Osteen. It's not the Osteen thing. It's just a woman of God praying and believing in God's word. That's what that is. And I, I look at so many people and I'm saying, but you can get well. You can. And I hear excuses constantly. It's the one thing that drives me crazy. Like I'll get to a point where we have a coaching system. With our, we have coaches that coach people all over. And if you get to a point, certain point, we just say, okay. Because some people are so ingrained with I can't. And they say, here's the number one thing I hear. What do you think it is? If I have to eat better and exercise, guess what it is? It's too hard. It's too hard. It's not too hard. Can I tell you what's hard? Let me tell you what's hard. You've got to lose 30 pounds, and I'll tell you, you've got to exercise here, and you've got to do this. You know what Jesus is saying? He's not saying you might get well. He said, do you want it? Because the first thing you've got to do is commit. Putting a crown of thorns on your head so that blood trickles down your face and it hurts so bad, that is hard. When you outstretch your arms willingly because you love us so much and they drive stakes through your wrists and your ankles, that is hard. When they whip you with a cat of nine tails and it rips flesh out of your back, that is hard. When they take a spear and they pierce the side and everything begins to flow out because he loves us so much, that is hard. We don't know what hard is. Your health is a gift from God. What we do with our health is our gift of giving back to him. Look, diabetes is not hard. You may think it is. It's not. Cancer is not hard. You might think it is. It's not. Heart disease you might think it's hard, but it's not. That is hard. God asks you the question, do you want to get well? Because if you do, I'll take you by the hand. I'll pull you out of the muck and the mire and the fear that you're in right now and scared to death, and I'll put your feet upon a rock, and I'll give you a firm place to stand. That's what he says. And that's all he was waiting for this guy to do. I'm old school. If it were me, I would just tuck and roll. Somebody say amen. It's not hard. You don't have to have good abs. You don't have to like, you know, be able to do the twist and all that. You just tuck and roll. It's easy. Just fall in. Even if you can't swim, just get in there. You'll be healed. Maybe you can swim after that. But just get in. People say, why should I even care? You should care because God loved you enough that he sent his one and only son for you. And we get very hung up in, well, I, I come to church and I worship, I'm a good person. We get very hung up in the fact of, 
you know, I'm good to people and I, I give money, yes. But Romans 12 says this. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be renewed in your mind. You gotta be transformed. They call you PC. That's cool. You know, that's a really cool thing. I like PC. Now, Pastor Chad, I watched some of the sermons, so he's talking about being single-minded, right? I don't know if you realize this, but I want you to get this today. If you don't get anything that I say, get this. Your mind is one of the most powerful tools you have. It's more powerful than the food you eat, than the exercise that you have. It's more powerful than any supplement you could ever take. God gave your pharmacy, the best pharmacy in the world is right here. And everything that he said in those messages, it, it really, I love it. it. It really blesses me because it is so right on with people getting their body right, their mind right, and it will ultimately impact your health more than anything. And so why you should care is Romans 12. When you pass the, or when you, we don't pass the plate now, but when you go up and you put the money in the bucket or, or you go online and you give, would you call that worship? Yeah, it's worship. When you go home and you pray with your family and you, and you lead your family and you, and you do things to bless them, is that worship? Yeah. When you come in here and you raise holy hands, that's worship. I want to tell you this. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, honor your bodies as a living sacrifice. Why does he say that? Because when we make good choices, when you get up every single day, instead of the, you know, the, the, I, I, believe, I believe the thing on our phones, and I don't know who uses an alarm clock anymore, but maybe some people do. The snooze button or the little, the little what, are, what do they call on the phone? But that snooze button on the phone, that is Satan. <laughs> Stealing your time. Because... You know, it's, it's funny because it's like, you know, you could hear the snake in the garden, right, going, telling Eve, hey, you'll be just like God if you eat that. Same voice is there in the morning. You hear it, don't tell me you don't hear it. Just five more minutes. <laughs> but I've got, here's the conversation. No, I've got to get up. Doc said I've got to exercise. I've got to do a 15-minute walk before work starts. Just take the supplement. It'll burn the body fat off from the infomercial that you bought last night. It's the voice. The reality is this, is that nothing, you can't let anything steal what God wants to do with you. Your health is a gift from God. Now, I want to go through things real quick because I don't want to run out of time. There's four things I want to give you, and I'm going to run through these real quick. But there's four things I want you to jot down if you're making notes. But there's four things that if you begin to follow God's plan for your life, to put away the I can't, to say, God, I can. To put away the reasons and the voices and the, and the, the reasons of why you think you can't. Tonight at the seminar, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why you can. I'm going to give you the deep dive details about how to really do this thing, Okay. But for right now, I just want you to, to jot these four points down that I give you. Number one, Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, says that if you keep God's commandments, he'll give you long life and prosperity. Okay? How many of you want long life? Really? 
Can I come raise some of your hands up? How many of you want prosperity? Oh, now they're standing up in the seats, right? Right. It's like, give me a lot, but I don't want to be here too long. God wants you to live long, and he wants you to live strong. And he says that if we follow his decrees, that he'll give that to us. He'll bless us with that. You know what it says in the Bible about Moses? And and just so you know, it only takes a commitment. All Jesus was wanting to do with this man at the pool was to hear him say, yes, Lord. Yes. Because what happened? I can't. Every time I try to get in, somebody always gets ahead of me. What did he say? He's like, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. I love you anyway. You don't get it. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed. That's all you ever hear about the man. He was healed because God loved him. And that's, that's the deal. God loves you. And he wants to heal you and help you. But if you've got to lose weight or if you've got a medical condition of some kind, oh, he, he's just walking by you. This morning, I guarantee you, you're going to hear his voice. He's walking by you going, sir, ma'am, do you want to get well? Because if you do, I'll help you. If you do, I may not just heal you, but I'll give you the tools that you need. I'll bring the people in your life to encourage you, to help you, to give you the tools to push you every single day. You know something I learned from Dave Ramsey, taught me? I'm like, Dave, I'm like, he says the same thing. I, I do three hours radio every day, right? My show's three hours, Monday through Friday. Cut up your credit cards. Spend, you know, less than you make. Debt snowball. Emergency fund. He says, he's been saying the same thing every show, like, forever. And, and I heard him say one time, he said, okay, I'll stop repeating myself when God's people are out of debt. And I say the same thing over and over again with your health. It's so powerful that with your health, it's the basics. If you do the basics over and over and over again, that's how you get great health. It's not what you do every now and then. So with Moses, you know what the Bible says about him? It says, even into his last days, his strength never left him and his eyes never grew dim. It's a man that followed God with all of his heart. That's what God wants from us. Billy Graham, who I had a privilege to know as caretaker, she said that he was, even in his last days, like I don't know this thing about retirement. It's more about refire. But she said, even in his last days, he was begging everybody. The guy couldn't even walk. He's in the pool, can't see. I just want to preach one more sermon. Bless God. One more. Somebody say one more. We've all got one more. I want long life. I want God's prosperity. I want to be able to impact other people. And you only are going to get that, not by happenstance or circumstance, but by making the right choices. We'll live better. John 10.10 says, Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. But the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Watch this. Let's pull back the curtain. Opening scene of the Bible. Devil comes sliding in on his belly as a serpent. God has made Adam... 
And out of Adam, he took a rib and made Eve. Guys, somebody say thank you, Jesus, for Eve. Good thing there's not just a bunch of dudes walking around, right? Pulled the rib out and made Eve. Total blessing. So Adam and Eve are hanging out in the garden. Devil comes up to Eve. Beautiful tree in the middle. If you don't know the story, the story goes like this. There's a tree that had this fruit. It was called the knowledge of good and evil. And God said you can have anything that you want, anything in the garden, anything there is, you just can't eat of this one fruit. So the devil comes in, comes up to Eve, says, hey, Eve, what's going on? She's like, oh, nothing, just checking out the garden. He's like, that tree sure is pretty, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful, but, you know, God, we can't touch that. He says, the reason that God doesn't want you to eat that fruit is because you'll be just like him. Eat this. Eve took it. She ate it. Sin entered the world. She went to her husband who just listens to whatever she says and says, here, eat this. He said, okay. You guys, you're, you're laughing, but if I could give you a dollar for every man that said, I just eat whatever she makes. I find it interesting that in this story, it doesn't come through any other way but food. Sin entered the world through what we ate. When you are saved and born again, which is the number one thing for you to be healthy and whole, when you say you're saved and born again, God comes in, he cleans your spirit, and he gives you a brand new spirit. He comes to live inside of us, and that can never be taken away. The devil knew in the beginning that if he could get your health, he could cut down your time, he could also cut down your vitality, he could also cut down your calling. Eat this, Ben and Jerry's. Eat the apple Pop-Tart, I'm so sorry. We got holy water. Eat, eat the apple Pop-Tart, not the apple. Eat the french fries, not the potato. Because I know if you eat this over and over again, if I know you see how pretty it is and how much better it is, because Satan says I designed it that way. Hit the snooze button, don't go walk. Because if you go with what feels good and what tastes good, I can steal your very life. I can't get your soul but I can start to take your life and your loved ones will lose 10 years. And the people that need you, your kids can lose 10 years of you being around. It started with what we put in our body. I pray you enjoy good health, 3 John verse two, even as your soul is getting along well. He can't take our soul, but he hopes you're making the right decisions with your body. Third is this, honor your loved ones. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When you eat healthy, when you exercise, when you take care of yourself, it is an act of worship, but you are loving on those that love you. 
You're loving on the ones that want to be around you long term, your kids, your grandkids. You're saying, I love you. When you, get, when you don't hit the snooze button and you get up and you exercise or when you make a commitment to do that, when you eat healthy 80 or 90% of the time, you push away the bad stuff most of the time. It's not forever, and I'll teach you that tonight. But when you do that, that's an act of worship, and you're saying, I love my daughter. I love my son. I love my wife. I love my family, my parents. You're honoring them. The last one is you'll honor God. I don't know about you, but for me, I want to hear God say, well done. That's what I care about the most. I want to honor God with everything that I do. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, like I said, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. When we do that, we honor God. Several years ago, I was in a hospital. I'll close with this. The praise team can come up. I was at the hospital, and that's pretty normal for me. I'm pretty used to being there, seeing people that are not doing well, seeing people that are struggling with their health. But this one was different. As a doctor, they, they, they try to teach us to be desensitized and, you know, you can't get too emotionally involved. It's a person. And, and at the end of the day, I'm an evangelist more than I'm ever a doctor. So, like, I love people. And to see anybody suffer breaks my heart. And I was in this hospital with a family member of mine very close to them and they had been diagnosed with lung cancer they had gone through a, a surgery that one of the students practicing had messed up on and it was not looking good I was at the hospital non-stop and if I wasn't at the hospital I would be going to doing speaking engagements and I would come right back to the hospital if you don't hear anything else I say today hear this as I'm in that hospital with this loved one tubes all throughout their body oxygen mask on it was so heart wrenching because I know the choices that they had made leading up to this the snooze button the food they turned it around in the latter days but it was a little too late so I would sit with them nonstop, and I'll never forget this. Just wanted to honor them. I was sitting with them, and I sat there and holding his hand. And he said, Asa, I just want you to know that there's no guarantees in life. I said, yes, sir. And I went to go. I went to the door. I went to grab the door. And God said, sit back down.
sat down. Seen a lot of patience. I've preached the gospel in seven countries in every state. Seen close to a million people come to know Christ. I don't know why this was so hard, but it was probably the hardest moment ever. And I sat down and, and this man that I loved with a mask, tubes, <laughs> unbelievable. I said, I respect that you want to give me this nugget of wisdom that there's no guarantees in life. But I have to tell you, sir, that there is a guarantee. It's not a temporary guarantee. It's a lifetime guarantee. When he put the crown of thorns on his head, he did it for you, sir. That was not a temporary guarantee. That was for a lifetime. When he stretched his arms out on a cross, they didn't have to force him down, sir. They didn't have to fight with him. He willingly laid down. They drove stakes in his wrists and his ankles for you. And it was not temporary. It was a lifetime guarantee. When he rose again, after three days, when everybody said he's never gonna make it, this is not Jesus. He rolled the stone away. He walked up out of that grave and he conquered death, hell, and the grave and every disease that you could ever imagine. COVID-19, anything that you can imagine. He conquered it with the rolling of the way of that stone. He said, enough. My father received Christ then. And I will tell you this, amen, amen. And I know he's in heaven. I will tell you this, that everything I'm gonna teach you tonight is gonna be great for your body but nothing will get better inside of your body. Nothing will get better inside of you, in your health, nothing until you start with a relationship with Jesus. And we think we have to come to Christ all cleaned up. No, you come to him filthy. You come to him stinking. You come to him dirty. And then all of a sudden, God will take you by the hand. He'll pick you up out of that mud and that mire. He'll set your feet upon a rock and he'll give you a firm place to stand. Don't wait in the moment that your life has all the way gone past and you've got tubes in your body to make that decision. I wanna encourage you that God loves you. He has a great plan for your life. He wants to take what there is right now and give you that second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance. And give you a brand new start today. If you'll just bow your heads on me, I just wanna pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here today. We thank you for your word. Father, the question is, do we want to get well? I do, Lord. And I pray that everybody here does. And it starts with a relationship with you. 
If you're sitting in here and you've got your eyes closed and your head bowed, I just want you to answer this question. You know you need God. Has there been a time where you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life? To wash away your sin. You may be worried about diabetes. He's going to come in, wipe out your sin, and then give you a brand new start and teach you how to walk the other out. If that's you, if you want to ask Christ to be Lord of your life, you never have today, that you realize that he bled and he died for you, that he loves you more than anything, I want you to raise your hand. Nobody looking around. Just raise your hand. All over this place. If you know you need Christ, nobody's looking. Just raise your hand. Amen. I want to pray this prayer to close. Pray it with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I love you. I know I can't make it without you. Wash away my sin. I ask you to come live inside my heart. Take away my sin. Here I am, Lord, totally yielded to you. Take my life and use it for something great. In Jesus' name. One more thing. How many of you in here are struggling with a disease or health challenge? Raise your hand right now. Or know somebody that is. Raise your hand. Slip it up. Okay, put it down. For you or that person you raised it for, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray healing. I'm also going to pay a prayer of responsibility for yourself for them. That they would get it. Get it in the sense of the ability to do the work that it takes to get healthy and well. And for God to also, in spite of ourselves, come by and say, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. So let's pray. Father, for every hand that went up just now, I pray a prayer of healing. I pray a prayer of restoration. God, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the great physician. You are wisdom. And God, I pray that you come and you touch every person at their point of need. Whatever they struggle with, whatever the challenge is, I pray, God, you would heal their body, their friend's body, their families. In Jesus' name, you would heal it today by your power, by the blood and your stripes today. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I also pray that you would give them the spirit to come inside, to want to do the work, to realize that our health is a gift from you and what we do with our health is our gift of giving back. To be able to be open to teach and learn and take new wisdom and be able to do the work that it takes to get their body where it needs to be, healthy and well. That you promise, Lord, that you'll walk with us in these things. And I pray that for every person here today in your house, in Jesus' name, amen. And those watching online, amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can go to www.bethesdachurch.tv. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great day.